All right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. Nick is joining me again. How are you doing, Nick? Not too shabby, Zach. Yourself? I'm doing very well. It's it's nice to have the sun out. It's starting to actually feel like we're uh, Maine is letting us go into some semblance of like a spring summer kind of feel. It's been nice. Mm, um, and finally, yeah. So today we wanted to sit down and uh, and we wanted to chat about training through injury and uh, cover a couple things on that. Um, you know, tweaks, injuries, setbacks, and training, and and what we can do about it. And I think the the first thing you have to kind of talk about whenever you bring up uh, injury and CrossFit is the the kind of the misconception that CrossFit is dangerous. You know, we kind of hear that a lot that you know, CrossFit can be, it's super dangerous for you. It's bad for you. And, and I wanted to, before we get into talking about training through adversity or injury, I kind of wanted to, to cover that first because I think that's that's really important. So I want to get your thoughts initially on uh, what are your what are your thoughts when you hear something like that, that CrossFit is, is, is dangerous or that injuries are like prevalent in CrossFit training? I think that's just kind of a misconception that in, in some ways I understand where it came from, you know, having been around this for, you know, over 10 years now and, and seeing what CrossFit was in the beginning. Um, but really what that tells me is, is a few things. It's either an individual has a, a lack of education on what CrossFit CrossFit is. Um, and then also um, maybe they've come from an experience uh, where, um, the gym and or coaches and athletes they were doing it with didn't provide the environment that um, is 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 necessary to to make sure you do it's done safely. Um, so those are the major things that that when I when I hear that I, I honestly just feel it's like hey no you're, I mean it's as safe as the as your coaches and you make it if you do stupid stuff and your coach doesn't call you on it then it can be very dangerous. Yeah, but of course. No, can every other activity that you use your body for. Yeah. And I don't think CrossFit is immune to like any other, uh, occupation or business. Like I, uh, I like to say that like, uh, there's good bagels and there's bad bagels, but it doesn't make bagels bad. Right. Yeah. So like you go to a crappy bakery and you get a stale bagel, you can't then just go out and be like, wow, bagels suck. It's like, well, that bagel you had sucked. There are also yeah. probably incredible bagels that, you know, you'd be like, wow, bagels are the best thing ever. And so, yeah, it's easy to go on the internet and, and type in like CrossFit fails and see all this horrendous stuff. But, um, I think that is just like anything else. Um, and I think the biggest thing I, I like to get across when I talk about CrossFit being, um, in my opinion, safer than a lot of other forms of exercise is that it's guided. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these other, the, the, I guess, normal gyms, and we'll call it like globo gym in the business, like uh, a lot of these gyms are unsupervised. You you pay a fee, you walk in, and you just start exercising on, the, on machines or free weights. And a lot of people have no idea what they're doing, and they're just going to the gym and just doing what they saw on Instagram or on like men's health magazine or what have you. And which is the exact kind of opposite of CrossFit where these, the, the the literal point before you can even join our gym, you have to either have experience at an affiliate or you have to go through a beginner's course an on-ramp. And that's, that's the whole point is to teach you how to move. And then, and then after that, we still then coach you through every class you go to. Um, and, and another thing I kind of want to touch on too is, is in my opinion, all physical activity, hiking, rock climbing, intramural sports, all that stuff has inherent risk to it. And I believe that that risk is lesser than inactivity altogether. Being inactive, yeah. having a sedentary lifestyle, in my opinion, in the long run is way more dangerous than challenging yourself in the gym, you know, using weights, challenging yourself with your gymnastics and, and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that oftentimes the athletes that I'll see in the gyms are, um, coming in at a much higher frequency saying they've gotten injured doing X, Y, and Z outside of the gym, whether I was playing intramural basketball or I was skiing, skiing's a big one. They're always like, Oh shit, I, yeah. I messed myself up the slopes, but it's fun. So yeah. you go and do it anyway. Um, the, and also the, the funny thing is having done this for a long time, I've seen people get injured in the gym, but it's not the stuff that you would think. Um, yeah. the, you know, it's not like that high skill barbell gymnastic stuff that people get hurt on oftentimes because your body isn't really usually in a position to get yourself in into a spot where you get hurt. Cause usually it's like, you just can't lift it. You can't pull yourself up, you know, your body won't let you get hurt. But, um, what you'll see is the ones where it's like a box jump. Yeah. You know, the amount of people I've seen hurt themselves on one of the simplest things that we do because it is so easy. And I, I even go through in foundations and be like all this crazy shit that you see people doing here. Like I know everybody has this misconception that you're gonna get hurt doing it. But honestly, this simple thing of jumping on top of the box is where you're probably most likely going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it could be as simple as you bang up your shin and you have a permanent scar there. I've seen athletes fall off and, and you know, and seen broken arms. Um, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not ideal. And it's really terrible to see. Um, yeah. but you know, if you stay focused and, and you land on top of the box, you're going to be safe. Right. I think box jumps, honestly, as a coach are my, are my scariest yeah. coaching days. I'm always yeah. like super anxious on those days. Cause are, those are, and I, I actually feel like I'm less anxious watching people climb ropes yeah. than jumping on a box because like, like you said, the, the box jump is, is very simple. And I think yeah. a lot of people that actually get hurt on the box jumps aren't the new people or the people that are scared of box jumps. It's actually the people that are really confident with the box jump they because their brain exactly. They, they stop looking where their feet's going. And whereas a rope climb, even like, even when I was really good at rope climbs and I loved them, I still was like, Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty high, so I'm not going to like do anything silly. Right. So you're, you're super careful. But so I agree with you there very much. So, so I think, yeah. Now that we have that covered, I think that's super important to start a podcast like this with, with you know, kind of covering those misconceptions. I think it would be good for kind of both of us to go through some of our experiences with tweaks and injuries and what we've done to overcome them or what we're currently doing to overcome them. So I think we could kind of go back and forth with um, one example of us going through something like that, and then we can kind of talk our way through uh, what we did. So why don't you start us off with uh, something that you've gone through in the past or recently? Yeah. Do you, uh, we think injury or tweak? What one we going with? Very different. I think, um, I haven't had a, a, a proper injury in CrossFit yet. And I think, um, I think that's something that I think you can cover because of recently you've had a, a more severe injury than I have. I, I do have, I had a, a consistent tweak from a while ago that I, I, I improperly dealt with until I learned how to properly deal with it. So I think I can cover the tweaks. Yeah. So I think, I think it's really key to, to distinguish between the two. Um, and, and injury wise too, when I talk about my injury, I always, uh, try to make sure I, like people understand that I, I didn't get injured doing the fitness regimen of CrossFit. I got injured doing the sport of CrossFit. Right. And some people don't really, it doesn't compute on what that means. Um, but essentially they, they are two very separate things. Um, one is done at a much higher intensity, much greater volume, much higher loading, uh, um, stuff that <clears throat> I would argue isn't healthy for you. Um, it is challenging and the individuals that are very good at it and the ones you see on, you know, um, on the television, they look really good, but 
most of them have something going on with their body that, you know, just like any other athlete, um, you know, that you watch in football or you watch a basketball player or it's currently the Stanley Cup playoffs. I guarantee all those guys that are on the ice are injured in some capacity right now. Um, so I, I've had to deal with with um, um, a low back herniation and pretty much um, when I first injured it, I trained through it in a capacity of like, okay, what can I do? Um, and I continued to kind of see and assess what was within my window capacity to keep moving. Cause at the end of the day, the, the more you can keep moving, the more blood flow you can provide the area, the better the healing process is going to go. And you want to do as much of that without injuring the, the area. Um, now I'm saying all this, I'm not a doctor, so don't, don't, yeah. don't like, you know, <laughs> consult your doctor before doing this, but, um, having had, you know, some injuries in the past, um, I have some experience with the matter, but, um, uh, pretty much it's just playing with the process of elimination. I did it obviously myself, but we're here as coaches to, to help you with this part of like figuring out, okay, well, what can you do and how can you leave here? Not having, created any more symptoms or whatever your injury currently is we we've taken away that element of okay this 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 joint this segment of your body can't be utilized right now but just like we've talked about before we can get a, a stimulus out of the workout that's similar to what we're trying to provide for that prescribed rx um, um, experience but we're going to eliminate that joint or segment of your body that cannot be moved um, so that's really you know understanding that what an injury is if you actually are injured um and the difference between that and a tweak is 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 vital to to kind of you know how you progress through through that uh that experience yeah and i think uh, kind of going back to what we talked about um and last podcast with if i see muscle-ups in a workout i don't come because i can't do muscle-ups uh, and how that is, that's incorrect. It's the same thing. If you see, like, if you, if you have a injured back and you see deadlifts, doesn't mean you don't come like you're, yeah. you're paying and the coaches are trained to help you with that. And I think that's really important. Uh, yeah. and to kind of dive into tweaks and injuries, I, I, I'll share with, um, you know, my tweak. I also, I experienced this, uh, chronically as I was training more seriously as like more of like the sport of CrossFit. I had, um, uh, patella tendonitis and both knees at one point, um, most predominantly in my right knee, um, to the point where I couldn't do an air squat without warming up for about 20 minutes. And so to talk about a tweak versus an injury, I think that a tweak is something that causes discomfort, but doesn't necessarily cause a change in performance or movement pattern. So for example, when I had that, that tweak, um, I could basically get myself into a state where I could do my workouts fairly normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be, there would be discomfort. It would never really go away, but with a proper warm up, you know, and I would end some stretching and manipulation, I could get myself to do a class. Um, versus. And, and you're not, you're not creating any, any prolonged effects from, from pushing through it. That's, that's right. a huge difference too. Of like, you're not making anything that's there worse. Exactly. I'm all I'm doing is I'm just making I'm just keeping symptoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping the same symptoms versus if I had a tear, you know, maybe like a minor ACL tear in my knee that I was continuing to work through but could potentially cause it further damage that was a huge difference, right? So, um I think that's a huge thing is understanding 
what to push through and what to continue to train through and what to not train through, right? And of mm. course, your back was something that you continued to train through at one point until you couldn't, right? Yeah. And and um, so in terms of how do we address a tweak? Let's start with a tweak. Um, I think a couple of the big things that helped me when I finally was like, all right, I, I don't want to live with this anymore. I'm continuing to train and progress, but clearly it's not getting better by the way I'm doing this. So the first thing I did was I did an extra, I took an extra rest day in, in, into my week, which basically gave my knee an extra day of, um, getting the inflammation down essentially. Um, oh. and, and, and on top of that, increasing my sleep, I would, I would inch, like make sure that eight hours minimum I was getting every night. Um, is there any other things that you feel like, uh, you would recommend for someone that has like something that's a little bit more minor, but is bothering them like kind of a nagging tweak, if you will. Yeah. It, I, and I think all the stuff that you said is really great. Pretty much what you do to address it. Um, and then this also, I, I feel like this part is with a tweak. It's kind of almost looking into, well, what, what is, why are you doing CrossFit um, and assessing what, what, kind of part of the spectrum you're on in that category because if you're somebody that's really trying to push it and see you know how fit you can get and all that if it's a tweak i may recommend to push through it um you just kind of gotta suck it up a little bit now that's not everybody's goal um and and a lot of times we do this because we want to feel good well if what you're doing isn't making you feel good well then we got to really dial it back and that rest component may be a little bit more of the equation um, and, and understanding, you know, how that rehab and recovery can, can get tied in, but it's, it's, you have to kind of also have that internal dialogue. Yeah. I want to move, but do I want to be in pain when I'm sitting at my desk working all day? Um, so it, it all, again, it all depends on how, how much discomfort it's causing you. Um, can you find ways to alleviate that pain and then, um, kind of chipping your way down the list of, you know, am I doing all the correct, you know, am, am I taking the appropriate amount of rest? Am I adding in, you know, stretching and, and soft tissue work and, and mm-hmm. even things of staying hydrated and sleeping. And th- those components can really make a big difference in keeping that body moving and feeling good while you're doing it. Yeah. And I think it also, your body is speaking to you, especially at all times, but with tweaks as well. So maybe it's a good time to reassess what you're doing. And if you're say having, Hey, I'm having kind of like uh, my fingers are really tender and my wrist is really tender when I do anything in the front rack position. And it's like, um, that could just be an indicator that your front rack kind of sucks. And, and, and so instead of icing your wrist, which mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's what you need to do as well, but maybe start working on like your elbow and shoulder rotation and your flexibility to alleviate that problem. And now, so in my case, it was a volume problem. I was just doing too many squatting movements throughout the week. So I had to reassess my programming and, and understand that, look, I can't, I obviously, my body's telling me I can't do this many squats per week and I'm probably mm-hmm. also working out too much in general. So I had to make that adjustment. So I think it's good to just take a look at the tweak and maybe go downstream a little bit and understand where is it coming from and, and what can I do to change that? And I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, um, consult your primary care provider yeah. for absolutely any, anything like this. Always do not go to this podcast when you have a tweak <laughs> as your first step. I shouldn't have to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Go to your doctor, go to your primary doctor care provider. I think what you're, you're kind of going down the right path of, of when we talk about, um, uh, 
tweak tweaks kind of you got to make sure you listen to because it can lead down the road to you know an injury if, if your body might be talking to you and it's not it's like it's not happy um some things like your tendonitis it's like yeah it's just really gonna hurt super bad and it's not fun it's not comfortable but it's not probably gonna lead to too too much like you know <laughs> issues if you kind of push through it but there's certain things of of uh that i mean the the wrist thing can be a really big you know issue if you jam the wrist over heavy heavy loading and you continue to get stronger but you don't address your mobility issues i mean that could be a really big problem down the road um but it is um something where figuring out how just to stretch and open up those shoulders takes care of a problem um so it's it's teaching you something about your body yeah so that kind of leads us down into okay so now we're talking about injuries Mm -hmm. and i think the biggest differentiator kind of what I was talking about before is an in the difference between an injury and a tweak is an injury directly changes movement patterns and affects performance in a way Mm -hmm. that, okay, now my knee isn't just sore when I squat, I can't squat and Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's agonizing. It hurts too much. I can't get in a front and right position because it hurts too much or there's obviously a traumatic injury. So, um, talk to me about a little bit about, um, when did you feel like your back went from a tweak to a a straight up injury or was it just a complete injury to begin with? So this, this is kind of the part where you got to make sure that, Hey, like, like, don't be afraid to go get checked out. Um, go, if you're at the point where you've been in, you know, Oh, it's been affecting me here for, you know, a couple weeks now, it's not going away. Um, that's, you need to go see a doctor about some things like as CrossFit coaches, we know a lot of stuff, but we're not, we're not, we're not doctors. Um, and it, it's, it, I'm always wanting to be like, Hey, give it a week or two. You know, if it gets better then then you don't have to stress about it. But if it's getting worse or, you know, it's a big issue, it, go get, go get it looked at. So utilizing being in pain isn't, doesn't need to happen. Um, but with my own personal injury, um, right when I had something kind of happen in regards to, I started feeling some type of, you know, like discomfort, nerve pain, you know, in my hip, um, extending kind of from an injury in the back. I got a little nervous and I started talking to PTs, um, that I know and, and some doctors and just, you know, picking their brains a little bit and they had some ideas on it. And we kind of were under the assumption that maybe, you know, my piriformis was this tight or, you know, there was this issues that was like maybe some scar tissue in there that's moving around wrong. Um, and so I, kind of being myself use that as a green light to, Oh, fine. I'm just going to push through it. Um, again, in that I'm doing the sport rather than the fitness regimen. So I kind of, kind of, you know, put down the pedal and kept moving through it. And eventually it led into, uh, progressing to, Oh no, this is injured. Um, I need to literally fuse that, that joint and not utilize it to see if we can get it to heal. Um, and then my workout routine changed completely. Um, I did CrossFit for, um, a few months while in that injured phase and, um, adapted my workouts appropriately. And I spent a few months in that, in that realm of, okay, I'm doing it, but nothing really got better. Um, and then at that point, I changed up. Okay. Well, I'm going to change up what I do from a fitness standpoint to see if this helps. Um, and then I switched to more of like a bodybuilding style of workout. Um, just cause I, I was throwing the kitchen sink at trying to make my, my, my back better. And that led into, nope, still nothing getting better, if not getting worse. And I had to go and take the next steps of, all right, well, we need to, from a, a structural standpoint, address this issue, which yeah. is what led the doctor to, doing the surgery. So I think that's, I think that's actually a really cool 
progression, not a cool thing that happened. I apologize. Not a cool thing that happened. That was a horrible thing that happened. However, I think the way you stated that, I think is really, could be really uh, insightful for people. Um, there was, there was this nice progression. You started with, I modified my CrossFit class workouts. That wasn't really helping. So I completely changed the class workout to something that could fit what I could do. When that wasn't working, then you went to surgery. And and as you you and I have talked about in private about how you are doing mostly walking and really dialing your nutrition because your body composition, as far as I could tell, really didn't change. Like you you maintain a, 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 that aesthetic pretty much through that whole process unless you want to talk about you – know, Well, it did. Changes. It held on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That was the, there's a point of diminishing returns of, it was really kind of cool to see of like, pretty much I stopped working out in the beginning of February and at the end of February, I still was pretty much the same. Um, and then come March, I still, you know, going into surgery was looking pretty much the same. And then April was just like, I don't know what the hell happened. Um, my body was dealing with the recovery. So maybe that had something to do with it, mm-hmm. um, coming out of the surgery. And I mean, I, I dropped a lot of weight. Um, oh, okay. I'm down like 20 pounds from where I was this winter. Um, granted Lynn had me on a, uh, let's bulk up protocol. So I had a little fluff on me, but like, uh, there a lot, there was some muscle that was lost, but it was cool to see that for like two months of not working out, things didn't change too much. It was kind of like, okay, third month I'm going into like, you know, I'm in my fourth month now. Um, yeah. Um, my, my wife is making fun of me for how skinny I look now. But hey, <laughs> I can move. So she's happy. So. Yeah. So like, and I think that just, to, I think that's interesting too. Like in, in CrossFit, there's a concept of the sickness to wellness continuum. Um, yeah. and then, and, and it's basically this arc of, of a person's health and fitness and that you uh, have to, if you are a fit individual, you have to be well before you are sick. Meaning like the further fit, the further you can get into fitness, the longer it takes for you to get into sickness. So when you were super, super fit, got injured, it took a lot longer to get back to even just a well state. Like you said, you lost a bunch of weight. Like you are probably all things considered, considered a very healthy, well person in this moment, despite the injury, right? You know, you're a healthy weight, a healthy looking individual. A lot of people would want to be in that state currently. So I think that's a good example of how, you know, being fit can basically create this nice little barrier of, you know, when bad things happen, you've protected yourself. You kind of have a safety net, if you will. Yeah. So and, and go ahead. And other, other, other things you notice too, of uh, when you talk, I love the fitness, uh, fit well, you know, sick continuum. When you look at it that way of, of, um, little things of being in, in a position where taking care of your body, I was able to come out and, and I was, you know, after, you know, two hours out, out of the surgery, I was up walking. You know, it's like one of those where it's like I was in pain, but because of my body being in the shape I could, I, I felt capable of walking around. Um, and I, I was just grateful because I think about some of the people that have to have this similar surgery. And I'm like, man, I don't even know how, like, like getting into a car was challenging, but I could manage it because I could utilize, you know, you know, grabbing the bar and, you know, pulling myself in with my upper body. And, um, and I was like, man, this would just be coming, coming out of situations like this and not having a baseline of fitness could be very challenging. Yeah. So I think to kind of wrap this up in a nice bow, I, I kind of want to take this, these last couple of minutes uh, as we wrap up to just summarize what we're kind of getting across here. So I think the first thing t- to take away is uh, please know that every, all the staff across the Casco Bay, the, the, 
the first thing we are thinking about is is everyone in my class moving as safe as possible right mm-hmm. and then and then from there we go down to are they moving effectively are they pushing are they helping reach their goals but first and foremost we are we are wanting to keep everybody safe and that that is the the goal of CrossFit Casco Bay and CrossFit in general next i think the the the, the telling the difference between tweaks and injuries and knowing what to do about them and knowing that our coaches are here to help. No, we are not doctors, but we are here to help guide you in your training and know that just because something is tweak or even injured doesn't mean you stop training. Um, you can always be doing something, even if it's at home with your food, you can always go back to that. That is, that is the base of our pyramid. That is the base Mm -hmm. of fitness is your nutrition. So even if you are bedridden, you can still be working on your on your uh, working as an athlete in, on your nutrition, and then there's just steps along the way of you know we can get to walking, we can go to modifying workouts, but none of that includes you exiting the community, and and we want to be there for you uh, regardless of how severe you know your injury might be. Um, is there anything that you you know want to give people as uh, as we finish this podcast on uh, on tweaks and injuries? No, I mean, I think we covered most of it and it's really just that highlighting of like, Hey, we're, we're doing this because, you know, or, we, you know, when, when injuries and tweaks do come up, cause they're going to, it, it's learning how to keep your body moving, um, controlling the controllables. So, you know, what can you do is, is the first thing to always, to always manage. And, um, oftentimes you'll even find, you know, athletes may be able to, you know, work on areas and focus on areas cause they are that's the only place that they can actually play within and they're going to get really good at that. And it, maybe it's you're working on a nice little weakness you've done, never done before, but see it as an opportunity and, you know, to get better at something, allow your body to heal. And when it starts to feel better and because you, you know, injuries go away there, you're going to get better. Um, you know, have a plan of attack for when you can start going into it, you know, get, you know, educate yourself, get, get excited to, to, you know, get back to your normal state, but don't get, don't let it defeat you of like, Oh man, I can't do what I want to do now. Cause it, it's easy to get into that headspace. But, um, if you take good care of yourself, come up with a game plan and, and work on what you can, you'll come back quicker. Yeah, that's true. I, I it's funny you say that I, I've definitely seen, uh, over my career, a lot of people with like arm injuries that get squat PRs out yeah. of it and people with leg injuries get pull-up PRs and there's always yeah. good to come out of something, you know, there's always something you could be working on. So I think that's something that, you know, a positive spin you can put on things, but thank you so much, Nick, for, for that insight and, and sitting with me again on this podcast. And as always, we hope you got something out of it and, uh, we will see you next time and we will see you at the gym. Awesome. Later. Stay fit, guys.